Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And John Mellencamp. We're back, Steve and Dave, in Rock 102. Hey, just in time for the weekend, a movie review from Tom Brady. In case you trust TV12's movie tastes. I'm not sure I trust anything he says. Like, I'm going to retire, or I'm not going to retire, <laughs> or I'm going to retire again. Good point. Well, it's celebration of the horse day. Huh? Yep. Wow, you going to do a whole segment on that for us? Sure. All right. Get the, really? All, all kinds of bridal stories, uh, equestrian. We're going to saddle up. I can hear yeah. the audience staying tuned as we speak. Well, well, if you've already been dealing with so much horse crap, why not talk about other horse stuff? It's also <laughs> National Be a Dork Day. Got that covered. All of yes, us. Yes, you do. All of us, not just me. Come on, man. It's uh, <laughs> five thirty-six. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock One Hundred Two. Rock, Rock One Hundred Two. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's five fifty. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock One Hundred Two. Another good day on tap today. Uh, low to mid eighties. Lots of sunshine. Enjoy. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Oh, happy birthday to a song. Hmm? Which one? Gangnam Style. Oh, it's ten years old today. What happened? To what happened to that guy? Is that Cy? Yeah, Cy. Mm. Cy Becker, right? Cy <laughs> Becker did that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was South Korean. He's still making uh, Korean music. Like he still does that kind of thing. Still like, a great song, though. You gotta admit. Well, it was like you know one of those. Uh, it's making it big in the U.S. type of deals. Yes. But man, Gangnam Style. It's a good Can't song. Can't believe man. it's been 10 years. You know, we should talk to the boss and see if we can get that added to our regular rotation. That, uh-huh. Who Let the Dogs Out, uh, I Like to Move It. That yeah. was another good one. Right in between, I Won't Back Down. The Macarena. Yeah. The Macarena would be good. Mm-hmm. A little Rick Rolling would be nice. Uh, here's some, like, political showbizy stuff. Donald Trump's first wife, Ivana, died yesterday at her home in New York City. She was 73. No word on the cause of death. She and uh, Donald had three children, Don Jr., Ivanka, and Eric. Uh, Bill Gates is donating $20 billion to his foundation this month and plans to drop off the list of the world's wealthiest. So he's going to give this money away and he won't be on the list anymore. So he'll be... He'll be sort of wealthy. But, so he's, he's, but he hasn't been number one in a while, right? No, but he's not on. He's not going to be on the list of like top ten or whatever. Yeah, so. he'll still make it. I noticed that uh, he's not giving away that fifty billion to any one of us. Well, you didn't apply. Got to well, ask. Got to well, ask for the order. That's what they say in it's, sales. But it would be nice to know there's an application process. Yeah. It's it's twenty billion, and it's only going to be going through his foundation. So I would be more than happy to take a half billion dollars off his uh, his plate. I don't think that's asking too much. Uh, Dr. Oz's opponent in the Senate race trolled him for changing his New Jersey address so he could run in Pennsylvania by getting Snooky from Jersey Shore to record a video wishing him good luck on his move. You know, the sad thing is that'll probably work. Damn, well, she, uh, you know, she's very influential. That's what I'm saying, especially with the people in the Garden State. Is she one of those people that has finally grown up? Or is she still the slop box from uh, Seaside Heights, New Jersey? She is a slop box that has grown up, Steve. Yeah. Not, sure what, her mental, up not sure what her mental age is, though. Still as sloppy. Yeah. Still as boxy. Uh, Ryan Gosling says playing Ken in the Barbie movie is his dream because, quote, 
I've always wanted to make a character that people might go out for Halloween as. Yeah. He's trying to just <laughs> justify that bad decision in his life, I think. Making too much out of this. I don't know if that's a bad decision. You think about how much money that movie's going to bring in. I guess. Because uh, kids go crazy over that stuff. True, but sometimes bad career decisions uh, can destroy any further mm. earnings. Even if they initially bring you a wad of cash. Uh, Chris Pratt said he was too scared to play Indiana Jones after hearing a 2019 interview where Harrison Ford said, uh, said the role dies when he dies. So Chris was worried he'd be haunted someday if he played Indy. Hmm. Well, uh, I'm sure that's what Roger Moore said when he uh, took over the role for you know, uh, you know, Sean Connery. As, a, as James Bond. Yeah. Like, yeah. Once I go, that's it. Yeah. Ain't nobody going to do this job. Uh, similar to uh, nobody's going to touch Ken now that Ryan Gosling has put his imprint on that. Nobody wants to. That's what I'm saying. Uh, everything between Noah Schnapp and Doja Cat is all good since he outed her for asking her to be set up with his co-star Joseph Quinn. Noah said he apologized and still follows her and there's no hard feelings. I'm so glad there's resolution here. Yeah. Is your... Uh, is your mental age uh, fell out of the wheelchair this oh, morning yeah, and it's, broke it's, a hip? <laughs> it's swirling down on the floor right now. In a new documentary called My Life as a Rolling Stone, the, the guys admit the uh, Beatles changed the game. Keith Richards says they were envious because they could, quote, make records. The holy grail was to make records. Why, because all they did was singles? Is that what it is? Uh, but they made records, too. <laughs> Which... I don't know if Keith recalls. I don't think we, Keith, wait, we mean records too. Yeah, yeah. Keith, we, yeah. You know he's been like sober for like twenty-five years, and he still sounds like he's drunk. Which makes you think those uh, brain cells must have been dropping like dominoes. Imagine like you still haven't recovered from the hangover from nineteen eighty-three. <laughs> Uh, Chris Jenner will teach an online master class on personal branding. Well, she'll show you how to build a narrative, find an audience and followers, and leverage the power of social media to make your brand stand out. I'm sorry. I believe it was your in-laws who made themselves famous that way, not you. Well, he had that Olympic thing going on. Yeah, back in the, yeah. Well, the 70s. Yeah. Well, but uh, you know, she capitalized on her daughter's sex tape. And now look at them. They're all billionaires. And then she said, you know what? I'm going to make this big life change, and I'm going to document every bit of it, and then uh, nobody will watch my show. Nobody knows how to make meatloaf out of horse crap better than Chris Jenner. Ah. This weekend's new movies includes uh, Bruce Willis in The Wrong Place. It's kind of ironic. Is that the name of the film, or is just he's in the wrong it's, place? It's not a description of his current lifestyle situation. Uh, CIA agent Ryan Gosling in The Gray Man and a feline... Samuel L. Jackson as a master samurai in the animated movie Paws of Fury. Mm. It's like Fists of Fury, but except it's Paws. I went and saw the Minions movie last night. Oh, yeah. Did you bring yeah. the kids, or is this something you did on your own? <laughs> no, I did it by myself. I put a blanket over myself in the uh, one seat. No, I, 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 I did. I, did. Yeah, I took my children, and uh, there was a lot of like kids yelling, like talking, chit-chatting. Behind us, a bunch of teenagers. That sucks. And then I like I wanted to say something, but then I realized that there was more voices coming from behind them. So if I got up and yelled, I would have looked like an idiot yelling at just one group of people when it was several groups of people. 
What could, a, couldn't you have been the only adult <laughs> in the theater and said, will you people please shut up? But that would have been creepy, going to Minions as an adult. Went to Peter Pan one time. There was an adult guy in the back all by himself. Sometimes I think these stories are you and not your brother. <laughs> well, I like think... I have a friend. Yeah. You know, yeah I right. think the Minions was you. Yeah. So there. Well, yeah, but I have young children that say, I went with. You said you brought them. Yeah. Okay, Steve. Yeah. All right, Dave. We don't know. Someone's projecting hey, something. Hey, yeah. Bax. Yeah. Get a little of this guy. Yeah, that guy right there. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Woodfire Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, if the only thing you knew about the International Olympic Committee was their long-standing history of corruption, greed, bribery, racism, hypocrisy, and shameful opportunism, then you might think, hey... These guys in the IOC don't really seem all that bad. After all, what would be the point of international competition if you didn't hate everybody that you were competing against? Sure, the Olympics have had their share of problems, but you can't tell me that they're not willing to accept responsibilities for the things they've screwed up. Not after this week, you don't. Yesterday, the International Olympic Committee announced that they would be reinstating the gold medals and championships that were stripped from the great Jim Thorpe for both the decathlon and pentathlon from a few years ago. And by a few years ago, I should point out that Jim Thorpe has been dead for the last 69 years. And those medals were taken away from Jim Thorpe back in the 1912 Olympics in Stockholm, Sweden, just a mere 110 years ago. Why did they take uh, the dude's medals away? Because Jim Thorpe, arguably the greatest athlete in history, made the egregious error of violating his amateur athletic status by playing minor league baseball in 1910, in which he was paid $2 per game. And because he had the nerve to take home up to $35 in a single week, it's taken the IOC exactly 110 years to accept the fact that they might have overreacted in this situation. I mean, the dude's been dead since 1953. The time to have corrected the mistake probably would have been before that happened. But I guess when you're too busy turning your head away from sex scandals and bribery, then I suppose you probably don't have time to go back and pick up your messes. Of course, Jim Thorpe would go on to play both Major League Baseball and in the NFL, where he was eventually elected to the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. But for a mere $2 per game, the IOC didn't think Jim Thorpe was important enough to keep his Olympic gold medals intact until uh, they returned them when he would have turned 135 years old. Now that's an organization with a solid foundation of humanity. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, I got... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 610 and Cheap Trick with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Weather today, nice. Mid-80s, lots of sunshine. So you went to the movies last night. I did. You know, uh, I haven't been in the movies in I don't know how long. I couldn't even tell you the last movie I went to. Really? And it wasn't just you know, it wasn't just uh, because of COVID. It's like even before COVID, I can't remember the last movie I saw. Right, you were making out uh, with your wife in Schindler's List. A more disgusting display I have never seen. <laughs> It's a long makeout session, too. Well, it's a long movie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, yeah. listen, if you're going to yeah. go, you're going to go all in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't been to the movies. I, I, I wouldn't even uh, remember what the prices are. I couldn't even tell you what's Tw- out there. Twelve twenty-five for an adult and ten twenty-five for a kid. Non-matinee pricing, right? No, this was six forty-five last night. Mm-hmm. Man. It's not that bad. It really isn't. I mean, 
Yes, when you are taking an entire family out and you know you're spending a hundred dollars easy on, mm-hmm. on stuff, but we don't. Uh, you know, we get the snacks. Uh, we bring our own snacks. In. Uh, well, you know, you could do that. I think you're allowed to do that. I think, aren't you? You're not I mean, allowed to do that. Can you bring no. a hibachi in? I'd like to do some hibachi work while mm-hmm. I'm uh, watching a film. Yeah. But my kids are uh, they're they're like they understand enough that you know a bu- a, a bucket of popcorn that costs twenty dollars is ridiculous. That's where they get you. It's it's not really so much the ticket itself. It's the it's it's the concession prices. Well, the ticket is spoken for, right? You know what I mean? Because a lot of that money goes to distribution. A lot of yeah. the money goes to the film company, which eventually goes to the actors and the people that made each individual film. But uh, yeah, I mean, cons- the the theater owner, you know, they make their money on the, on the, on the popcorn and the uh, overpriced. Bladder buster sized uh, soda. Similar to restaurants, they make all their money on the booze, right? On the drinks, on the cocktails. True. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. Well, uh, I was going to say about that, uh, you know, the concession thing. Like, they, you know, how much money they make off one of those buckets of popcorn or one of those sodas? Uh, I believe the answer is all of it. So, like a giant soda. Uh, it's probably like it looks like a liter of soda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pro. It's probably six dollars or seven dollars. Now, knowing from what I know, working in the restaurant industry, uh, you know, years ago, it's it's like pennies to pour that soda. Right. You know, I don't know how much it is now. Let's just say it's a quarter. Okay. For a glass of soda, you know, because you're usually mostly water, and you're just using the syrup from the from the thing, and. Uh, Let's say twenty-five cents a cup. Ask now for you've it without- made six dollars and seventy-five cents off of one soda. Ask for it without ice. Mm, uh-huh. No, See? because sometimes those coolers aren't cold. I don't care. I'll, I'll take my warm soda and lots more of it. If I'm going to buy one, yeah, give, me, give me no ice. Do, did you see yeah. the hack the guy did while driving through McDonald's recently? He no. asked for his large fries, but in a large cup. So could you give me a large order of fries, but put it in a large cup? And, and, they, and they did. And but they charged him extra for it. No. They didn't? No. And he's like, <laughs> and. He says to the woman at the drive-thru, because there's a video out, it's gone viral on TikTok, he says, hey, thanks, and he puts the cup in his cup holder. He says, easy way for me to eat fries and not endanger other motorists. And she's like, makes sense. Now, I don't know if there's going to now be a moratorium on this yeah, for other know. people, but we could try it. You know, the, uh, the thing I have a problem with the, uh, the extra large soda mm-hmm. is... All right, I'm a 55 year old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave, you're. I mean, you're not uh, you know that much older than me, but yep. it, it's like at 55, the idea of drinking that much liquid yeah. at seven <laughs> o'clock at night yeah. means that I'm not only going to have to leave the theater to pee, I'm going to be up all night relieving yeah. myself for the yeah. remainder of the evening. We uh we had bottles of water with us. See. <sighs> See, we're breaking all the rules over there. I know, yeah. I know, but no, and, I'm not going to pay. You know, we go, uh, we, we go to the, uh, we yeah. go to the Dollar General and yeah. buy the uh, yeah. snack. I'm serious. That's yes. what we do. No, we buy the listen, snacks before I, we go in there. I get it. I get it. Listen, I knew plenty of people used to sneak in like a, like a 12 pack of Pabst Blue Ribbon in a, in a film, and you hear the hey, the tin cans listen, rolling down the aisles. Uh, my uh, late wife uh, used to bring in, I kid you not, because you knew her. Yep. She brought in 
a martini kit one time when we were in the movies. <laughs> That's great. And she pulled out, and she would buy these, like, the martini glasses you can buy at the dollar store. Right, the plastic ones. It was all the plastic ones, and she mixed us martinis. I don't even know. what It was when we first started dating, and it was some movie we went to. Sweet. We were sitting there. We, we were like... We probably should have had a ride home. Now, uh, was this really early into your dating? Yeah, yeah. Did you say, when she pulled out this martini kit, in your mind, did you say, jackpot? Oh, I hit the jackpot. <laughs> and then, and even even when we were married, you know, we had kids. We yeah. were flying down to Florida, and she brought all of the garnishes you would need to make a Bloody Mary. Because we were, it were taking like a 6.30 flight. So they give you the, you know, you have to buy the drink from them. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, well, actually, no. She brought her own nips, too. Wow. She just bought the she, mixer. You're you didn't even need bottles. to buy the mixer. The mixer was free on the plane. You can just get Bloody Mary mix for free. Ah, oh, damn. And that's then, awesome. Yeah, I actually have a picture of that somewhere. It's got a, She brought her own shrimp cocktail with I, you, her. You yeah. show me these pictures. Yeah, it was a pretty elaborate <laughs> Bloody Mary. And, and this little <laughs> tiny cup in, in the on the plane, which and everybody around is like, wow, Genius. that's impressive. Yep. So you know, here's the here's the thing. It's like you know when if you do it that way, she probably spent no more than what ten dollars on yeah. the entire thing. Yeah. If if you go into a bar <laughs> in an airport. And order the Bloody Mary. I did it one flight. I was in Chicago. I was at uh, Chicago's Midway Airport. Yeah. And uh, it was early enough. I thought, well, you know, what the heck? I'll have a Bloody Mary. $14. Yes, but did you get the, the small? Oh, you didn't get the double for $2 more? <laughs> I could have had a $16 yeah, yeah. Bloody Mary. For, yeah, and it would have been substantially larger for two extra bucks. Yeah, mm -hmm. hey, you know. Uh, but the way you guys did it, that was uh, that was good, smart. Did, alcoholism. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I, I was in an airport bar last year. Uh, waiting. I was just waiting for a for a flight, and I'm looking up at the at the and a, at the booze selection, and they have a Johnny Walker Blue. Ooh, that's the good stuff. And that is it's, good stuff. Yeah, it's like there's a quarter left in the bottle. And I said to the bartender, I said, "All right, how much is that?" up there mm -hmm. and she said it's 75 dollars a shot for that particular thing and i said okay i can see that because it's johnny walker blue and then i said but why is it almost empty mm -hmm. and she goes because you get these executives <laughs> yep. coming in here and they don't care they have business accounts they they put oh here give me five five uh, johnny walker blues and then uh, that's it like i can't yeah. imagine spending more than you know, ten or fifteen dollars on any kind of beverage yeah. at an airport. So now, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's seventy dollars per shot. Seventy-five dollars per shot. There's almost seventeen shots. Yeah. in a seven hundred and fifty uh, milliliter bottle. Oh, you're talking right. markup there. I think if you go into a liquor store, it costs like I don't know, one hundred and thirty-five bucks for a, a fifth of it, something like that. I think. Yeah, yeah. My mom it's buys pretty. my mom buys the Johnny Walker Red, which is just the average, well, that, you know, and whatever. That's, and that's fine. Yes. But you know, I mean, all right, so seven, 17 mm -hmm. times, what did you say it was? 75? Yeah. So for a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue, yeah. which I don't know, how much would that bottle be? I think, I think 135 or 135? something. 135? Yeah. I, I think. So I think. out of a $35 bottle of booze, they're getting 
1275 yeah, bucks. That's what I'm telling you. I mean, think about that. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just that's that, that's the high-end liquor. Mm-hmm. They're still making money. If you had sure. the Bloody Mary for $14, even with the double at 16, yeah. you're still making 700-800 bucks off a bottle of booze. Suddenly going to the Dollar General for plastic uh, drinkware. Yeah. <laughs> and a, fit it, a couple does, of limes. Doesn't you're seem pretty, no, it's pretty good. Uh, one yeah. of my fake friends George, who I mentioned yesterday, uh-huh. you know the fake friends that I have. He yeah. he uh, sells um, he sells wine, and he says the markup is incredible. And he offers me once in a while wine at cost. Again, my fake friend who has no well, reality. Wait, yeah, no. Your yeah. friend who doesn't give you wine. He right. works for. He doesn't give it to you. Yeah, he yeah he does. He gives yes. you free wine. Yeah, he, yeah. And uh, you know these fake friends of mine, they do come with complete bios. So you know there he is with the wine <laughs> distributorship. And the other guy, yeah. by the way, he, his fake bio that I purchased so I can have a, a real friend and feel like I'm actually real is uh, he's a, a woodworking instructor at a woodworking school in uh, East Hampton. So and there you go. Complete yeah. disappointment to his parents. Yeah. yeah. They wanted him to go into metalworking. Yeah. And he went into woodworking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to tell yeah. you though, the only people that can afford. A $1,275 bottle of booze is somebody in the trade. Isn't that crazy, though, how much mm-hmm. the markup yep. is on that stuff I, and I, how I, much money they make? I mean, I just can't. I can't even imagine what mindset yeah. you have. In a, in a bar loaded what? with delicious booze, you choose something that's going to cost you yeah. $75 a shot, which you're doing for no other purpose than to show everybody around you, hey, I just spent well, $75 on a shot. Like she was saying, it's a lot of these executives that come in there waiting for you know their first-class flights, but they, they got a layover. So yeah. they sit there and with the company credit card, and they buy all this booze. Yeah. And even again, even if you didn't buy the $75 booze and you bought the $14 martini, you're going to buy it because you're only usually having one. It's not like you're sitting there all day... I mean, there are people who do that, but it's not like most people are not just sitting there all day. Yeah, long. and they're not getting the top shelf stuff all day. No. day. day drinking is not for the uh, is not for the people with money to burn. No, you got to bring your own booze on the airplane. It's a good idea. Yeah, see, just like bringing your own booze to a movie theater. Well, it's like uh, you know, we went on a cruise years ago, and we were uh, it was suggested to us that uh, bringing nip bottles on the cruise was a whole lot easier than bringing a full bottle. Yeah. They'll never tag you for bringing nip bottles. Hmm. And then they did. No, they didn't. We, they didn't? I had, really? a, I had a bunch of uh, nips of vodka, and boy, did I have a good time. Good for you. Oh, yeah. See, there's ways around everything. Sure. Absolutely. Here, stick with us for more tips and, and prizes. <laughs> <laughs> it's 621 with back Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's Collective Soul. It's us. Back Stephen, Dave on Rock 102. Good morning. It's uh it's six twenty nine and uh, let's see what do we got uh, today? Uh, oh, I, I, you know I I, I want to tell like a, a quick story later on uh, at some point mm-hmm. today. Uh, I've had a couple of situations where listeners have seen me out and about. Yeah, and uh, you know, it just I just want to you know acknowledge the these guys that uh, that came up because not everybody does. I mean, a lot of people are a little. Are a little shy, and and sometimes it's uh, it's kind of nice to hear uh, you know, people come up to you and compliment you. So yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Mm. All right, all right. Uh, let's see. Today I learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for today I learned. Back Stephen Dave on Rock One Hundred Two. Today I learned that uh, chiclets. We don't do enough stories about chiclets. Do they you know? still sell them? By the way. 
I haven't seen chiclets in a long time, I mean, they but have, they still make them. They have other gum that looks like chiclets, but it's a different name, right? They have the little, like, plastic encased right. rectangles yeah. of gum, but, but it's just not, another name. They're not the same because today I learned that chiclets get their name from the chickle tree. This uh, this tree's sap being a prehistoric form of chewing gum. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How about that, huh? I did not know that. Did you know there was chickle trees? I did not know that. You know what else I didn't know? Why? That chiclets were discontinued in 2016. Mm. We haven't had... Uh, they returned in Mexico in 2019, but have not made it well, to uh, come back a comeback in the States in years. I was going to say, I hadn't uh, I hadn't seen them. Yeah. It's like uh, they disappear without any fanfare. Mm. That's bogus. Yeah. And is the chickle tree related to chicory, which comes from a tree? Is that is that all related? Because isn't chicory like a... A spice or a, it's a like food a, additive? It's, I think chicory is like a lettuce. A flavoring? Oh, it is, really? I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, chicory, uh, that's the thing they put in coffee uh, down in uh, down in New Orleans. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was. Uh, I thought chicory was uh, like wood. No? No, what? no, no, Dave. Steve, which one are you? Yeah. Uh, that's hickory. 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 Yeah. Uh, no, that's the that's the thing that happened to the mouse uh, when he went down the clock. No, 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 Steve. That's hickory dickory dock. Yeah, no, that's uh, something I saw on uh, lobster tube yesterday. No, that's, that's just <laughs> dickory. <laughs> uh, chicory, it says, is an herbaceous plant. Yeah. So uh, back to your uh, kind of close there. Yeah. It's not really lettuce, but it is a plant, and it's used... As an additive to flavor things when it's baked, ground, or used as coffee substitute. There you go, Steve. Yeah, yeah. it's a big thing down in the uh, mm-hmm. the Cajun world. Yeah. And that uh, is Today I Learned with Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Coming up next, a woman with a very interesting name is busted. Right here in our midst, we'll have the news next on Rock 102. The f- 634. We're back, Stephen Dave, on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by, again, uh, Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary will pay you more for your car, whether you're traded or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Project Rescue is working. In Springfield, police making several arrests, seizing drugs and unlawful firearms as part of a two-day operation. This happened earlier this week, targeting illegal activity at High and School Streets, one of the city's long-troubled high-crime areas. Mayor Dom Sarno and Police Superintendent Cheryl Clapbrood, in conjunction with the Springfield Police, announcing the results of Project Rescue, an operation targeting unlawful guns, drugs, and prostitution activity. So, congrats. I guess, but you know, you got all these, uh, you know, these hardworking sex, work- sex workers in town. All mm. of a sudden, uh, you know, looking for new opportunities. I mean, this is a uh, you know, isn't the economy tough enough? Bex, didn't you pay attention to the name of the operation? It's Project Rescue. These people are being rescued from these horrible lines of work and maybe being able to consider other jobs. Well, now. you know, th- there are some people that are uh, that have a lot of great job mm-hmm. satisfaction yeah. in, in the uh, sex trades. Sure. Sure. Don't you think? I mean, listen, it's a it seems like a noble profession to me. All right. It's one way of looking at it. It definitely is. Also in Springfield, a former Holyoke DPD, DPW worker, Edward Eckert, pleading not guilty to motor vehicle homicide. This happened yesterday in court. This is in connection to a fatal crash that took the life of a 37-year-old woman in February. Police say the 64-year-old Eckert of West Springfield was driving under the influence of alcohol back in February when his SUV struck Nicole Winchowski, 
as she and her boyfriend were walking along South Street on a rainy night. They were taken to Bay State Medical Center, where the woman died of her injuries. The boyfriend did survive. A body was located on the Springfield, Connecticut River Walk and Bikeway yesterday morning, right around 11 a.m. The incident reported by 22 News, a viewer spotted it and then reported it on Facebook. 22 News followed up with Springfield Police Department spokesperson Ryan Walsh to validate the information. According to Walsh, the body was located off of a bike path and, quote, listed as an unattended death investigation. Did they post it on Facebook first or did they call the police first? The incident was reported first by a 22 News viewer on Facebook, according to the story on 22 News. So they tagged 22 and then they called the police. I see. See, because, you know, if it were me, and I'm not being critical here, I'm just saying if it were mm-hmm. me, uh, I would probably call the police first and not worry about posting it on Facebook. I would take Snapchat and put one of those filters on the dead guy to make him look like he's talking. Like that uh, that funny mm-hmm. dog face? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. But, uh, no, I would probably think then, the uh, police just, would be well more versed at something like this than, say, no offense, Rich, but Rich Tedimer would not be the first guy I call if I were to discover you know, a potential crime. Oh, my God. A body. This sounds like a job for Rich Tedimer. <laughs> <laughs> just would do it. No offense to Rich. Just, he just wouldn't be the first guy I go to. Ryan Walsh wouldn't have been the first guy I go to before he started working for the police. How many bodies do you normally find on that bike trail? Two, three. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Mm. It happened at 11 a.m. yesterday morning. Also, we talked about the horrible stuff going on at the Holyoke St. Patrick's Parade. Police Captain Brian Pomeroy of West Springfield accused of allegedly groping a couple of co-workers during and after the parade. Well, he resigned yesterday after 25 years on the force, set to be arraigned in Holyoke District Court on July 19th. Sounds like, uh, sounds like he might have an alcohol issue. Okay, but he was at the uh, the parade and the, mm-hmm. or the road race, right? He was at the parade. Mm-hmm. Isn't and, everybody uh, at the parade and the road race have an alcohol issue? Well, yes, but some of them have uh, more of an alcohol issue than the other. That's uh, he was he's been described as being extremely drunk when he did these particular incidences. I understand that, yeah. uh, but I also understand that you know you like on the road race, for example, you got like you know ten thousand people down there. And most of them are cocked. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, last time I was down there, I can't uh, say for sure, but I may have been inappropriately touched. Not by a police officer, but just, you know, you know, just just because you're crammed in with all those people. Mm-hmm. You know, an inadvertent little uh, pat down. That's hey, all it that, takes. Is that wrong? No, I mean, that's it's just, 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 you know, inadvertent. Maybe it's all, all a big misunderstanding. It was more than a pat down. From William Billy Riley, a report detailing an investigation into sexual misconduct claims against the St. John Food for the Poor program director in Worcester. A 72-page report, including an interview with all sorts of folks, suggesting that Billy Riley used prostitutes. Again, while working for the St. John Food for the Poor program in Worcester. What do you mean he used prostitutes? Well, Well, not... I mean, not previously used prostitutes, but... Um, well, they're all, all previously, previously used. used. Yes. You yeah. yeah. rarely well, find something new on the shelf. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's another story entirely. But uh, this guy was using prostitutes under 
the guise of the food program. Nikki Bell, the CEO and founder of Living and Freedom Together, and Michelle Montajunas came forward as two of the complainants and alleged Riley paid them for sexual acts, which they felt they had to perform if they wanted to continue to have access to the food pantry. They were homeless at the time. All right. Uh, I can I, see that scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that scenario, oh. but I can see that being somewhat morally wrong. Look at you, drug-riddled prostitute girl. Mm-hmm. Who wants a can of butter beans? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want this can of butter beans on your table tonight? Uh, you know what you're going to have to do. Yeah. <clears throat> what about two cans of butter beans? More like the food panty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And a Springfield woman pleading guilty in Boston to her role in a large drug trafficking conspiracy to distribute heroin and crack across Western Mass and into Vermont. The woman's name, Nia Dinsey, but she's got an alias, Nia Moore Bush or Nia Moore Bush. I always Nia Moore Bush. Really? Yeah. Well, you don't you Nia Moore Bush uh, every time are you done with your lady friend? You Nia Moore Bush all the time. I hope to God you're talking about that awful beer. I am talking about. Oh, the good, awful thank beer. you. The one that goes. <laughs> or no, what? It, what is the? Bush. That's, That's what it, what it is. Bush. <laughs> From the Cold Spring Mountains of Colorado. So anyway, she pleaded guilty to a count of conspiracy to distribute all those drugs and all sorts of other accounts of, uh, you know, bringing drugs across state lines, aiding and abetting the crime of being a felon in possession of a firearm as well. And obviously she's in trouble. Uh, The charges of money laundering, conspiracy and money laundering provide for a sentence of up to 20 years in prison, up to three years of supervised release and a fine of up to a half a million dollars for Nia Moore Bush. It's hyphenated, by the way. At the end, more Bush. Who doesn't need more Bush? Right? <laughs> Do you? I don't even. Yeah, I like it's hard Bush. to even ask. It's hard to even answer that question. Even hard to consider it. The charge of uh, conspiracy I I mentioned there, um, with intent to distribute 500 grams or more of cocaine, carries a mandatory minimum sentence of five years and up to 40 years in prison, at least four years of supervised release, and a fine of up to five million dollars. She doesn't have that kind of money. You don't think? No. You know, people got it squirreled away some places. I got a guy who used to do handiwork for me, mm-hmm. and he's got like hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. stashed underneath his mattress in his apartment. Some people are like that. Does this uh, guy want you to be telling everybody on the radio that that's where he's keeping his cash? Again, what's his address? What town does he live in? I didn't say any of that. I didn't say his name. What is his Good name? Good luck. What well, is his address? I was close to it. Yeah. What, it, tell me at least what street he lives good on. Good try. I don't remember. How many bedrooms in his apartment? If I could remember these things, I'd go make a field trip there today. You're being you very evasive. Mm-hmm. I know. 643 with back Steve and Dave. The mass hat coming up next on Rock 102. GG Inks. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651 and Skinner with Max, Steve, and Dave and Rock 102. Uh, your forecast, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 86. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. It's 651 with Max, Steve, and Dave. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. 
an amusement park in Orlando, Florida, in the crosshairs today. It's called Icon Park, and they announced, due to or in the face of heavy criticism on social media, a new target blasting game that can be played on one of its rides. So Icon Park is located along International Drive in Orlando with the rest of the theme parks. Right. It's adding a game called Bullseye Blast to the Wheel Ride, which is the park's 400-foot-tall Ferris wheel. The game is described as a competition for riders to use laser blasters to hit targets placed all around Orlando that can be seen from the ride. Oh, great. That's uh, exactly what we need, more sniping. Yeah. Uh, the Bullseye Blast game costs five ninety five to play, in addition to the price of a ticket to ride the wheel at Icon Park. But lots of people are criticizing it. One person writing in on social media, this is terrible. The concept, the execution, the timing, who approved of this? It seems incredibly tone deaf. Other users are saying, no, it's fine. I struggle to see how a laser shooter game is insensitive. Should we ban laser tag? airsoft and paintball because of those resemblances to guns as well that's a good point yeah, yeah. um i'm looking at a, at a picture from uh from msn.com uh, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and uh it's showing a, a couple all smiles happy you know holding their uh their, their targeted laser guns yeah it looks like uh, it looks like uh, they're having the time of their lives yeah pretending to snipe but could you use the laser to shoot other things that aren't some of the approved targets and would those be dangerous to somebody? Like, you know, when people try and aim laser beams into the eyes of pilots trying to land an airplane, it's very dangerous. Right. But I, I don't know if you're going to, you know, you know, shoot like a laser into the eyes of someone you're manning a ride. Right. I think it has the same type of same type of importance. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, if I mean, if you have access to shooting at targets all over Orlando from the height of a Ferris wheel, then you could go, quote, off course. I think based upon the fact that uh, we've had so many shootings here in the United States that yeah, maybe the timing on this is not great. Bingo what, as well, back. But what is the difference of video games being sold across this country mm -hmm. that have, you know, Call of Duty or Listen, things like that where you're always doing active shooter games? I don't think that... There's no scientific proof that one thing causes or leads to another. I mean, they've never really been able to prove... No. that because there are many people who can play those games and not want to shoot up a public area but i think that the optics of this is like probably not the smartest or the most sensitive thing right. you could do i yeah. used to play grand theft auto and mm. uh in real life i only beat up one hooker to get my health back well that's the, no. well okay but that's really yeah. at least you didn't go yeah. off the rails on right. that one and you weren't caught could have been so much worse no no, she needed the money for the food pantry she was going back to. <laughs> it's funny, Bax, that you call it insensitive because that's the nature of another critique, referring to it as a, quote, mass shooting simulator game and how the park probably doesn't need any more bad press. The yeah. same park is the one where the boy fell to his death from the Icon Park's 430-foot Orlando freefall ride back in March. When I was in uh, Hilton Head, they had this lighthouse that you could walk all the way up to the top to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. You don't want to do that, by the way. That's a long... It's a lot of steps. It's a lot of steps, but... Is, it, uh, is there an elevator option? No. Well, no, then, no, this, no. Then, then that's no option. This is a lighthouse. Like This is like one of these uh, historical you know, things where they got all this... It's like a museum as you walk up. Anyway, you get to the top, and they have those things where you put the quarter into, and you look down. Yeah. I just felt like like you just 
for a second you're like, well, so this is what it feels like to be up here. Like, it, like it felt like you're in a movie looking down at the targets on the ground. You know, that kind of like. I can't remember what movie that was. I think it was uh, in the line of fire with uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, where they had like the scope looking down at the at the people, like yep. he was ready to take his shot. Right. That that's kind of like what it was like when you were looking through this thing. This is really eerie. It looks like uh, we're ready to pick people off. There's there's also a very amusing scene in, in the original Parenthood where Steve Martin is imagining his young son turning into a shooter in a tower. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that scene, but that's yeah. pretty funny. Uh, speaking of towers locally, you could go hike up uh, Talcott Mountain, which we did recently in Simsbury, and go to see the Hubline Tower and go up to the top of that. Fantastic views all around. The Hubline Tower. Yes. Yeah, look yeah. At, listen to you sound like a triple-A triptych over here. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. I'm trying to get around and do as much stuff as I possibly can. Triptych, right? That's what I said, yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah. It's... 656 with back Steve and Dave. That's your mass hat for today. Coming up next in the 102 second sports, the biggest challenges that Tom Brady faces today. We'll hear from him. TB12 straight ahead in Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, of all the terrible teams in Major League Baseball, and there are a few, the least terrible happens to be in the same division as the Boston Red Sox. And yet, despite how terrible they've been during the month of July, I'm delighted to tell you that the best of baseball's most terrible teams is not the Boston Red Sox. But they're getting close. Folks, the hottest team in baseball today is the last place Baltimore Orioles in the American League East. Right now, as we speak, the Baltimore Orioles are 17 games out of first place. This happened because the Orioles are currently on a 10-game winning streak. They have not lost a baseball game since July 2nd when they were beaten by the Minnesota Twins by a score of 4-3. to Since then, they've swept the Rangers, the Angels, and the Cubs and they continue their current road trip tonight, starting with a three-game series with Tampa. It's currently the second-longest winning streak in baseball with Seattle currently having won their last 11 games. But no one's talking about those guys because they're not currently sitting in last place in their division, whereas Baltimore is the only last place team in baseball with a winning record. Here's the problem. The Red Sox are currently tied with Toronto in the American League East for third place, exactly a game and a half ahead of the Baltimore Orioles. Where are the Red Sox playing this weekend? They're about to kick off a three-game series tonight with the best team in baseball, the New York Yankees in the Bronx. If there was ever a time to wish grave misfortune on another team, then I would wish for it now against the Baltimore Orioles. What the Red Sox need right now is a Baltimore Orioles losing streak. We certainly know they're capable of it, but considering what's at stake for the Red Sox, the Baltimore losing streak couldn't happen fast enough. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm looking at Craftsman battery power tools right now at the Rockies Sales Flyer. 25% off Craftsman lithium-ion power tools and outdoor power equipment. I'm also looking at the Rockies app, and you can look at rockies.com or pick up a flyer in any Rockies Ace Hardware location. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 710. 
And Tom Petty with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Be a pretty good weekend, starting with today with uh, highs in the mid-80s and lots of sunshine. Uh, I'm just being told uh, now by a uh, carefully controlled audience member that there is an accident on uh, 291 westbound around exit 6. Uh, track is starting to back up. I don't know any details more than that. But uh, So if you're going on uh, 291 or an exit 6 this morning, just be aware there's a little problem up there. Uh, luckily, that's not a very heavily traveled highway. Yeah, and, well, uh, most I'm of sure our highways be... are, are usually uh, not used at all. No. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, you, you looked at, uh, I have like a surveillance camera system around my house. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, you were to ever look at any of that stuff, uh, I think the most damning thing you would see uh, mm. is not only me falling flat on my ass when I walk out to the car at 4.30 in the morning. Right. Uh, but uh, there's a cat. There's a cat. I don't know whose cat it belongs to. It just uh, roams around the neighborhood and uh, urinates on things and then uh, leaves. Very uh, rude. I know. Is this one of the famous uh, ring cameras, or is it something else? No, it's not a ring camera, but if you did have a ring camera, uh, the police would be able to take that footage without well, they, your consent. Really? And but, but wait, they couldn't take your footage? It's only ring camera footage that they can take? Is that right? Well, uh, here's the here's the story. Uh, senator Ed Markey, the great senator. Of oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's out here all the time. Uh, he's, uh, he's complaining about uh, the ring doorbells because Ring, the electronic doorbell company owned by Amazon, admitted to providing video to law enforcement without consent of the device owner mm-hmm. 11 times this year, according to a report by Markey's office. That revelation was one, one of among several released by Markey's office on Wednesday as a result of questions raised by the senator to the video security company, including that law enforcement agency request for ring footage increased fivefold since 2019 and that the company refused to answer several questions about the capacity of its devices. Uh, Markey said in the statement, as my, un- as my ongoing investigation... He's not investigating. He's not doing anything. Mm. And Amazon illustrates it has become increasingly difficult for the public to move, assemble, and uh, converse in public without being tracked and recorded. Markey urged passage of the Facial Recognition and Biometric Technology Moratorium Act, which he said would stop law enforcement from accessing facial, voice, and other biometric data he classified as sensitive. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Listen... Anybody who puts any kind of device in your house or in your proximity, the device is listening to you, and you don't have control over what that where, where that information is taken and what's done with it. Yeah, similar to your Facebook account or yeah, when you like that. That. when you're talking yeah. and you say you start talking about Home Depot, and then ten minutes later you're on Instagram and you see an ad for Home Depot, the phone was listening to you. Mm-hmm. Like that's a why are people surprised that information is being collected and distributed to people without your uh, knowledge? Well, I mean, Steve, I mean, clearly there must be some sort of disclaimer or release form that there everyone is. has to sign to, that explains that all of this stuff is uh, is a potential. When you purchase thing. one, it's part of that. That's what Ring says. Yep. It's when you click the agreement, it says we can at any time deliver this information to law enforcement. And so does Facebook, by the way, when you sign up for a Facebook account. Yeah. It's buried in there somewhere. All of those yeah. uh, agreements that you, uh, that you click on that nobody ever reads, mm-hmm. it has all that wording in there. So... Where's the? Why is it such a shock value when people find out? Really? Because nobody, and I mean nobody, reads the terms of service. That's right. For any service, because 
we'd much rather click a button than learn. But whose fault is that? The consumer. It's it's the fault of the consumer, but it's the responsibility of whoever operates the service to make it a little bit easier and a little bit more obvious of what your rights are mm-hmm. and what your rights are not. And in the case of you know, Ring or yeah. you know, Google or you know anybody else, you know, I mean, you you should know what you're getting into before getting these things. But let's face it, we're human beings. We're lazy, shiftless, uncaring, you know, apathetic creatures. Mm. Yeah, I, I, you're you're right. I bought a pair of jeans at Kohl's yesterday. Probably should have read the fine print. Who knows? Didn't read the warning <laughs> label on the on the jeans. Who huh? knows? What is I, this? Is the thing I don't understand about the like the wiretap law. You know, the wiretap law says you can't record somebody without you know being without having the consent of the other party. In the in this state, in, in most states, mm-hmm. I think in every state but like New York and Nevada, you can't record somebody without their prior knowledge. Right, that's how OJ got caught. Right, mm-hmm. they well, recorded him, and then that was well, that's how Rudy Giuliani took down all five uh, uh, you know crime families in New York. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, so you you have that uh, the wiretap law. Where that's what I don't understand about this legal thing. Yeah, okay, the government can come in and take this information from your ring camera, but now you've already broken a law within this jurisdiction. You're taking so, video that has audio in it, because video is legal. Audio is not. See, that's the interesting thing. Now, when they send that stuff to police departments, they're only sending the video, right? Yeah. They're not sending the audio part of it. Well, but it goes hand in hand. They're sending both. Are that's they? what I'm saying. Like, yeah. where is the where is the line that's drawn of the of the, you're violating the law by releasing audio and video? Yeah. Let me just say I don't know what the hell I'm talking about here, but yeah. let's I can see what. Did you just admit that you don't know what you're talking about? He did. I I admit this every five years as a disclaimer, but everyone clicks the button and doesn't hear it. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, it, yeah, it, I can see situations where. Prosecutors may have access to these, you know, these, uh, these videos, but because the laws being what they are in certain states, they can only show the video in a courtroom. Right. They can't play the audio in the courtroom, and I can, or and that, otherwise it would be completely inadmissible, and they wouldn't be able to use this kind of evidence at all. But I just think that you know, before you use this stuff. And you don't consider the possibility of what this stuff could actually do on a privacy level. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the res- there is a certain level of responsibility that you as a consumer need to take when it comes to this kind of stuff. But I think that the, the, the consumer's responsibility goes out the window when they want clout for, hey, guess what? I caught this uh, crime on my uh, ring camera. And then most people start sharing it online before even law enforcement gets a hold of it we did that story earlier from 22 news where they posted something on facebook yeah. before they even contacted the authorities well that was a body being found yep. on the trail exactly i usually post all my body pictures that i find of people on the bike trail <laughs> on facebook <laughs> on first. facebook yeah. First. yeah right yeah uh but yeah, yeah that's that's the whole deal going on with with that mm-hmm. like if people do it on their own but now are people just saying, are people realizing, hey, wait a minute, I don't want anybody taking my stuff, and that's what we're complaining about? I, I don't get it. You know, I don't have uh, I don't have a ring doorbell Yeah. at uh, at my house. I do have trap doors, and I have uh, artillery. A gauntlet? 
Yes. A moat? Pointed at everybody. Do you have a moat? Huh? Do you have a moat? I do have a moat. With sharks? No, but with uh, with venomous snakes. Yeah. The ones that I've pushed off my driveway with a stick. A, ca- a catapult? <sighs> no, but I've thought about it. Yeah. It's just not, it's just, it's not uh, cost effective. A, a crossbow? Well, a crossbow would be good, but mm-hmm. I think that's it's it, yeah that's only that's only available in certain hunting seasons. That's right. So uh, yeah, so uh, ring is uh, giving your stuff to the cops without asking you. And and where was this happening? What what police force or where did it occur? Do you? Did it just you... says eleven times in the state of Massachusetts. Okay, so I don't yeah. know uh, where it happened. Yeah, if right. Ed Markey's involved in it, it means it must have happened far east of here. All right. Well, in New York, police officers can now light up marijuana when they're off duty. According to a memo issued by the New York City Law Department, which I didn't know, oversees all city agencies in New York City. And they directed the NYPD to cease all random pre-employment testing for marijuana. The department will continue to administer marijuana screenings to personnel if there are indications of impairment. Yeah. But otherwise... Cops can light up whenever they want now when they're off duty. The change in policy in response to the Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act passed by the former governor back in 2029, that legalized adult-use marijuana in the state of New York. And now, obviously, uh, the police officers are adults. You know, some people have uh, you know, big problems with this, and I don't. I mean, and the reason why is you don't, uh, you wouldn't fire somebody because they had been drinking the night before. Right. You know, you would discipline somebody if they were drinking on the job, sure. and like you said, if they were impaired. Yeah. Same thing with uh, with marijuana. Right. I mean, but, I, to me, I don't I don't really draw much of a distinction between the two. Well, I, I agree with you in principle, although the THC, as we know, because of scientific studies, yeah. lasts in your system but longer is, than the booze does. But that doesn't mean impairment lasts right. in your system, and there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And the problem is you don't have technology sophisticated enough to really tell the difference what constitutes impairment with marijuana as opposed to like a, yeah. taking a, a BAC test with alcohol. Well, I think the good news here in the takeaway is that Steve Nagel can now become a New York City police officer because he has a track record of busting crime already, and he can continue to enjoy his marijuana gummies at the same time. I, off don't, need, I don't need the prestige of being a police <laughs> officer to keep busting crime and smoking weed. <laughs> you don't. Uh, Cheryl Clapro does not have a. Uh, a Nagel hotline uh, with like one button on it that it calls right to you whenever there's no. a, a like crime the re- needs like, to be solved. Like I've the been, red phone in Batman. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. I've been buying my weed off Ryan Walsh. He has a plant grown in his parents' basement. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. don't start rumors. Yeah. You don't, don't right? want to start rumors. Right. It's a joke. <laughs> Is it? I don't Is know. it? I'm just, pro- <laughs> just trying to help you out. It's 721 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Led Zeppelin on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. I guess that would be a song not to put you to sleep. We talked about that yesterday. It would be the, the opposite of that. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a that's a that's a toe tapper yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. Hey, just you know, I don't. We don't uh, normally do the uh, the shout out thing. You know, that's kind of we, we, that's that's not really our uh, our deal. But uh, a couple of things have ha- a couple of situations happened in the last couple of weeks. That I just wanted to mention. You know, we go up to Vermont, uh, you know, you know, all the time for, our, for to go to our camper Rec- recreation. Yeah, well, one of the things that we that uh, I find, you know, because it's about an hour and fifteen minute drive, mm-hmm. is that by the time we get to say Colerain, as a fifty five year old man, I got to use a restroom. Right, and I always uh, my preferred restroom uh, on that stop is at the Pine Hill Orchard in Colerain. Nice little store, real cool stuff. We got a lot of great stuff inside, mm-hmm. and uh, I went to the bathroom. 
I did wash my hands. I grabbed a couple provisions in the store. Okay, so you did purchase something. That's good. I always try to purchase yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the, you know, just the right thing to sure. do. And uh, I'm at the register. Some kid, and I'm my kid. He's you know probably you know late twenties, early thirties. Uh, clearly recognizes me in coal rain. Like you don't even think about uh, you know being a coal rain and being recognized. Well, but they don't have much out there. They don't. To. They do not. <laughs> and the guy says. Oh my God! What are you doing here? I said, Well, I'm purchasing some uh, provisions, some, uh, some uh, cider, uh, some cider donuts, and uh, butter. Uh, and he says, I listen to you all, all the time. I love your show. I'm uh, Jeff from Coleraine, or it might be Josh from Coleraine. And I'm uh-huh. up here for the uh, getting, you know, and he's, you know, just got like a 12 pack of beer, getting ready for the fireworks that night. His own yeah. provisions. His own provisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was very nice. I mean, he was like, uh, you know, it seemed like a very nice uh, young man. Mm-hmm. So thanks to him. Now, last night. Jenny, Jenny and I are having dinner at uh, at the Munich house, and uh, we walk in, we uh, we sit right down, let our minds go long, yeah. and uh, this, uh, this gentleman comes up to me and says, uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, I'm a little starstruck, I'm a big fan of uh, of the show, and he, he talks about how uh, how much he appreciates what we do, mm-hmm. and uh, I he heard uh, I heard the word genius. Uh, thrown around. Uh, uh-huh. he, he may have said Genesis or uh, or Jesus or something. I don't know. One of the yeah. something like that. But the, the words were thrown around, and uh, he was uh, Randy, and, uh, and and Randy was celebrating his uh, his wife Teresa's birthday. So I wanted to thank uh, them uh, for for at least you know, you know having the, the nerve to come on up and and say hello. I think that's great. It's not easy for everybody to do, and when it happens. Sometimes it's really nice. Sometimes just, it's a little over the top, yeah. and you have to push them back a little bit. But Randy could not have been uh, nicer, and his, uh, his wife was lovely celebrating her birthday. So just want to do a little shout-out to both of mm-hmm. them. Uh, actually, all three of them, uh, Josh or Jim or Jeff from Coleraine, and uh, and Randy and his wife. Well, Look at you. you know, yeah. People think we're, as you said, he said he was starstruck. <laughs> we're just average Idiots like anybody else. Well, speak yeah, for yourself. Yeah, you know what? If, if you, you can make people be- believe that you're somewhat important, then uh, go ahead and yeah. let them believe. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If that's what they want to believe. You know, if, but hard, the, hard to believe if I, someone thinks that way, but they do. I did a, a wedding uh, last Saturday. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the wedding, I must have had my picture taken like eight times. Like uh, I'm trying to like clean up my DJ stuff. Mugshot? No, no. Like uh, people who were attending the wedding, uh, they all wanted a picture with me. Wow, I don't know why, but they wanted a picture with me. Now, many years from now, uh, yeah. when they're thumbing through their old yeah. wedding album, are they going to remember who the hell you were, or do you think they're just going to say, "I think that guy was on the radio somewhere"? Yeah, listen, there's people like I'm walking into this thing, and they're like uh, the parents of the bride and the groom are all like, "Hey, Steve, how you doing?" Now, I never met these people in my life, but they're you know uh, I'm their little radio friend, mm-hmm. so they uh, they act like they know you. Which is okay. Hate to break it to you, people. I put my pants on one leg at a time like everybody else. Yeah, we all do. And you've been here on the radio in Springfield for how long now? 900 years. And Steve, almost that amount. And I've been here for almost two. It's never happened to me. And I don't think it's ever going to happen to me. I'm yeah, just saying. Stop saying that, Dave. Listen Somebody. to you d- kick the dented can down the road. <laughs> Listen, yeah, you're going to be in a Bradley's one of these days, yep. and somebody's going to come up to you and uh, ask for your autograph. All right. All right. We'll see how long it takes. <laughs> Bradley's. Or an Ames. <laughs> I've, I've got the over-under at about eight more years. That's, that's all I'm something. saying. Uh, uh, all of us in the room, the only the only one of us that's got any future at all is Kaczynski. Yes. That's it. That's all he's got. He's, 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 the, he's the hope of this place.
Yeah, yeah he's got his uh, he's got his Rock 102 shirt on today. Yeah. yeah. Look at you all getting yeah. all dressed up, ready for battle, huh? Yeah. Good you morning, sh- everybody. I hope everyone's having a good morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. That's, go do something noteworthy today or criminal while you're wearing the Rock 102 t-shirt and get us some press. Absolutely. Why Next, are you wearing the shirt? Or are you just um, doing it because it's clean? I like it. I think it's a cool-looking shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't usually wear mine unless it's well, actually I, I obligatory. I thought there was like an event today. That he, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going event? to an event. <laughs> yeah, you are. I'm going to wear the Laser 993 shirt because I'm going with Leah. Oh, and, uh, oh okay. Gotcha. You know, we're all the same company. It doesn't really matter yeah, what shirt yeah, you wear. Yeah, I, yeah. Me, yeah, I think if you turn out the Rock 102 shirt inside yeah. out, it's a laser shirt all of a sudden. I, I, I believe Toucher and Rich need some coffee. Why don't you go get them? <laughs> <laughs> in Boston, right? <laughs> you might want to get in your car right away. Yeah, yeah. you'll be back in about three hours. <laughs> right. It's 7.33. News is next to Rock 102. Tonight, free music is back at... It's 7.36. Back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. You know, this show is really interrupting our I best know. conversations. I know. What is this? Uh, I don't know. It's going on. time for news brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue in Springfield or servulocksmith.com. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Hey, the Project Rescue operation is working in Springfield. According to Mayor Dom Sarno and Police Superintendent Cheryl Claprood and others, they made the announcement yesterday talking about making several arrests, seizing drugs, and unlawful firearms as part of the two-day operation earlier this week, targeting illegal activity at high and school streets, specifically the drugs, the guns, and the prostitution in those spots of the city. It's too bad because those are some of our favorite things. Drugs, guns, and prostitutes? What about lawyers, guns, and money? Ooh, a Warren Zevon reference. Mm -hmm. You don't get that very often. No, you don't. City officials saying the arrest are the first steps to clean up the neighborhood and provide relief to the people who live there. That's why the name of it is Project Rescue. The East-West Commuter Rail Project, edging closer to shovel-ready status, no longer a, quote, pie-in-the-sky vision, according to State Senator Eric Lesser. The Massachusetts Senate committing $275 million to design, engineer, and construct among other investments, with an amendment to a hefty infrastructure bond bill that was passed just yesterday. All so, right, so wait a minute. We'll back up just a second mm-hmm. here. So we are now past the idea of studying something that we all knew was going to be a benefit to uh, the state of Massachusetts. Hard to believe. And we are now at the point where we are telling somebody, hey, here's some uh, some paper and some pens. Maybe some pencils in case you have to erase anything. Yeah. Could you please write down exactly what your plans would look like? We're at that stage now. We are, and and I love it when they use phrases that are cute to determine where we're on the timeline. Like, no longer pie in the sky, now shovel ready. Not, I, I can't believe we're shovel ready. I don't think, we're, I don't think we even know any, anything about the shovels. However, I would suggest if we are shovel ready... You can find those shovels at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid Do service they, at they, every Rocky's Ace Hardware they sell, location. They sell spades because you need that to actually really break the ground. I, of course they do. Yeah, and the edging. You know, yeah, when you do the edging, sure. post yeah. hole diggers yeah. too. They got those too. Yeah, yeah, mulch too. They got mulch. Oh, you probably get mulch. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you need to fill in all those areas. And, uh, how about large trash bags? Do they have those there? They do have large uh, large trash they bags. Have the contractor bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, uh, there was a body located. On the Springfield, Connecticut River walk and bikeway yesterday morning around 11 a.m. Not bagged or anything. The incident reported first by a 22 News viewer on Facebook. Bagged? 
I'm just saying. It was left wide open laying there mm, okay. on the Riverwalk and Bikeway. According to Springfield Police Department spokesperson Ryan Walsh, the body was located right off the bike path and is considered, quote, an unattended death investigation, end quote. No other details given at this point. A couple of different votes of note to talk about, guys. The planning board in Chicopee approving plans for a much-protested second truck stop on Burnett Road. Now, we talked about this a few weeks ago. There was a three-hour meeting earlier this week that drew more than 50 people, and the decision was made last night after a dozen people aired concerns about the traffic and some questioned why pilot travel would put a second truck stop essentially next door to an existing one owned by Pride. Competition. They, they, right. That's like that all up and down the I-95 corridor. There's a pilot and mm-hmm. there's a flying J right across the yes. street. You know, if you take uh, I-90, take, take the, uh, the Mass Pike out yeah. of Massachusetts, you're just heading west. Going along the long stretch of this great, beautiful country of ours, you will find this happening everywhere. Yes. Everywhere. It's like, you know, you know truckers, you know, they like variety, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing wrong with a pride station. Pride stations are wonderful. But sometimes you just feel like, eh, I want to try something new. I'll try a pilot. A pilot station can be pretty nice as well. You I know? like that, too, when I'm driving around, just to see what they've got versus another convenience of store. Of course you do. Uh, you know what I really think they should have around here is a Bucky's. Yeah, you've said that before. Yeah. Those are the south, south yeah. ones, right? And yeah. I've never been in one. My my kids actually went to one uh, while they were visiting uh, the family member uh, last week, and uh, they said it's awesome. It's like a it's like a giant Walmart, and there's probably 150 gas pumps out front of the place. Mm-hmm. You walk in. There's all kinds of food and snacks and treats and all that other stuff. There's clothing. There's CB radios. There's video game consoles. There's all kinds of things you could possibly imagine that you would need on the road. Yeah. By the way, you, Bucky's. you said 150? Yeah. I know for a fact that it's part of their mission statement. 100 gas pumps 100 at every Bucky's at, location. There you go, 100 bucks. Yeah. You know there's a uh, there's a pilot location in Sturbridge. Did you know that? Yeah, I yeah. think I've seen it. Yeah. Only eight fuel lanes, uh, you know, but uh, they got six showers. And get a load of this lineup of restaurants inside uh, inside this place. And Auntie Annie's, you like a good pretzel, don't you? Mm-hmm. Nice soft pretzel on yep. the road. Yep. You grab that, sure. you're driving for a few more 100 miles. A Cinnabon what better what better food is there to eat on the road in your car than a Cinnabon? A nice gooey uh, cinnamon roll. Stick, you'd be licking your fingers the entire trip. Mm-hmm. And then a Subway, a lip-smacking Subway. Mm-hmm. Don't get the tune, it's not real. That's but right. everything else in that menu is fantastic. Mm. Eat fresh. Thank you, Ted. Yeah. Thank you. As for the two truck stops that are going to be cropping up in Chicopee now, one area resident expressed concern saying, quote, adding another 20 trucks or 30 trucks heading up to 291 or getting off at the turnpike to wait to turn into the place is going to block up the whole exit from the Mass Pike, he said. It's not going to make any more traffic than it's already there. Same it's number the of same trucks. same number of trucks coming through the area. You think they'd be more apt? Oh, well, I'm going to stop here because there's a pilot instead of the... Listen, if you have 100 trucks going on to 291 every day, what's going to happen is you're going to have some of those 100 trucks going to Pride right. and some of those trucks going to Pilot. Right. You're not going to have 200 trucks. None of those trucks are going way out of their way just because there happens to be a Cinnabon and mm-hmm. Sturbridge. Right. It's never going to happen. 
And you mentioned restaurants a few minutes ago. Yes. So I'll end with this one. Mass Live polling its readers and followers to come up with a list of the state's best dining options with views. So these would be the places where you could eat dinner and see some spectacular sights. You want to guess? Anyone? Bueller? Uh, there are the a best, few of them the, right here in our midst in the Bay State. The best view would be uh, the, ta- uh, the, the, yeah. the Tavern on the, the Hill, Tavern right? Tavern on the Hill. Very yeah. good. That's one of them in East Hampton. Also, the Golden Eagle Restaurant. I'll give you the towns to see if you can name them. The Golden Eagle Restaurant in Clarksburg. I was already in the middle of saying that. How about in Pittsfield? I have no idea. There's one called the Proprietor's Lodge in Pittsfield. Well, I mean, any any the best view in Pittsfield is any view that leads you out of yeah, Pittsfield. Anywhere that's not in the center <laughs> of Pittsfield. Yeah, the best view of Pittsfield is the one that says, thanks for coming to Pittsfield. Uh, there's one in Lennox as well. I believe it's Pittsfield. <laughs> uh, Lennox, I'm not so sure. The Bellflower Restaurant and Terrace that's located in the Apple Tree Inn. And finally, Montague. Montague, Montague Retreat. The Montague Book Mill. It's built in a former grist mill. Oh, I've been there. Really? I have been there. Yeah. It's very cool. And there's it's a very, very cool place. There's really? two yeah. eateries in this property. One is called the Lady Killigrew Cafe, and one is called the Watershed Restaurant, both inside the grist mill. I think I was in the Lady something cafe. All right. I think that's what it was. Never been there. Uh, they both overlook the stunning view of the Sawmill River. Yeah, it, it was uh, It was a very, uh, very cool place. Very rustic, and then I think there's like a bookstore in there. There's all kinds yeah. of stuff that's yeah. in that plaza. Last night at the Munich House, we had a, a breathtaking view of the <laughs> schnitzel platter. Oh, my God. That was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. How long yeah. did that view last? By uh, the way? Probably a good uh, 10, 10, 15 minutes, uh, nice, maybe. But, nice. oh, so good. I, yeah. I believe you can see Springfield Street when you look out <laughs> the left side of the building. Yeah, there you, you know go. what? We yeah. were right at the front of the building by yeah. the window. We were looking at Springfield Street. Oh, look. Uh, the remnants of quickies. <laughs> <laughs> There was a bar that was up above that too. Uh, oh, it was like a God. billiard hall. Yes, but it was like a really crappy billiard hall. Don't remember the name of it. Yeah, that was some good times there. Mm-hmm. But Seven, the schnitzel platter, the most beautiful sight in Chicopee. Oh, I bet should be on the list. Seven forty-five with back Steve and Dave coming up next. And now hear this: Keanu Reeves and Mark Rober. Anyone? Nobody I know. Mark Rober? No. You're going to find out next on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.50, and Jimi Hendrix with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today, mostly sunny with a high of 86. Tomorrow, more of the same, and it is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. And we got a phone call to get to here. Hey, hey what's I would up? like the autograph of the ghost of Dave Coombs. Thank you, Pat. Um, your check is in the mail. <laughs> you like that? The check is in the mail. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> it's just a check mark, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll meet. We'll meet someday, Pat. Probably in a Costco. Well, we've got to meet someday. I always wanted to talk about music and stuff to you. All right. Um. Any, you know. Anytime. Come. We will. Come find me. Okay. <laughs> why, why does it sound like a six stalker yeah. situation? <laughs> and, and Pat, do you have a, a degree from the University of Bad Decisions? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have to tell you that when eight o'clock comes, I go. I put my Spotify on because I don't like that most of the music you play. Most. All right, fair, fair. I game. like some of it, and of course, you play my Metallica, you play my Pearl Jam, and and I do. Um, Jesus, what's his name? Um, Bruce Springsteen was my favorite when he was out. That's the do, only I boss I listen to. <laughs> to. Listen to three songs by Bruce Springsteen. All right. Well, well, thanks, Pat. Have a great weekend. Yep. You too. Take care. Bye. All right. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm.
Can't uh, can't win them all over. And yet she loves you. Yeah, she hasn't met me yet though. But by she the way. wants to. I know. This is like a it's like a play Misty for me type of thing. It is actually. That's I, an old movie. You two. Yes. Just, uh, just so you know. I've seen it. Before. You have. Yeah. Ted, that's yeah. an old movie. Yeah, I you. think I'm too young. Yeah, I'll go, check it out though. Go, go check it out. You'll love the it, it, uh, '70s vibe of the uh, <laughs> murderous uh, scenes. That it is. Switch back yeah, you like that. Clint Eastwood plays a DJ and is stalked mm. by Jessica Walter, and it's pretty good. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. It's 7:52 with back Stephen Dave. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one. You guys play Wordle? Have you ever played Wordle? I played it. Cheated at Wordle, yes. Okay. In like forever. I haven't played in such a long time. I haven't either. I hate the people who post their results on Facebook, by the way. But Wordle, (laughs) the online word game, is now being turned into a board game. Here's an advertisement. You love playing Wordle to share your score. And now you can share your score in person with your group. So get your group ready to start a Wordle party with Wordle, the party game. You can play with friends again and again, anytime anywhere the new york times bought wordle a few months ago and they've partnered with hasbro to put hasbro out, to put out this board game version of wordle hmm. oh. you know i'm playing wordle right now as we speak are you how yeah. you doing uh, i'm not doing very well uh in this version the uh, board game version one person knows what the five letter word is and everyone else has six chances to guess what it is you can so, play classic mode fast mode yeah. timed but, mode but or, you can only play once a day and you'll have to wait 24 hours for the next one to come out oh I, yeah i don't know about that you know uh, it's been a long time since i saw a good uh, like a good toy or game mm. commercial mm-hmm. anywhere yeah you know what my favorite one is what? Uh, remember mr bucket no i love mr bucket that's right. I'm Mr. Bucket. I'm Mr. Bucket. Toss your balls in my mouth. I'm Mr. Bucket. Hey. A ball is what I'm about. I'm Mr. Bucket. Whee! We're all gonna run. I'm Mr. Bucket. Mr. Bucket from Milton Bradley. Toss your balls in my mouth. Yeah. That's right. Gotcha. Made right here. Right. Milton they Bradley. Almost, they, almost, they almost made a coombs in your mouth. <laughs> and nobody caught that. Huh? That's what happens after you put the balls in Mr. Bucket's mouth. No, all right. Dave. We all caught that. Yeah. But somebody, nobody at the advertising company caught that, obviously. No, I think they uh, they probably did and thought, well, this will never fly. And then, boom, all of a sudden, Mr. Bucket's flying off the shelves. Hey, you can pre-order the board game version of Wordle for just 20 bucks, and it ships in October. And Target will have it also, eventually. Clip number two from Keanu Reeves. Somebody asked him what his dream job would be in the movies. Here's what he said. I mean, I love Batman as a character, and I love him as, like, in the comic books, in the films. It's been a dream, but, you know, there's uh, Pattinson's got Batman right now, and he's doing awesome. So uh, maybe down the road, maybe when they need an older Batman. Stop. All right, so Keanu Reeves would play the older Batman. Hmm. All right. All right. Maybe his dad. Clip number three, Mark Rober. He filled in for Jimmy Kimmel last night. Who the hell is Mark Rober? He hosted the Jimmy Kimmel show. Here's who he is. My name is Mark Rover. I'm an engineer. I worked at NASA for nine years helping with the Mars Rover. I worked at Apple for four years designing products. And now I have a YouTube channel. I've actually been working on a really fun series called The Revengineers, which is coming to Discovery this fall. So 
On the show, on the show, my crew and I, we use engineering to make the world a better place by punishing troublemakers who violate social norms. So, for example, if someone doesn't return their shopping cart, we make an army of remote control shopping carts to chase them down. I like it. It gets better. It gets better. Because mm. if they don't pick up their dog's poop, we build an autonomous robot dog to launch it back at them. I'll watch when that show premieres. Yeah, this is how robots will take over the world. Mm. You might be right about that, Kazinski. Yep, you might Jeff, be right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is part of your manifesto, I'd assume. Yeah. <laughs> but Mark Rober getting a lot of pub for his brand new venture coming out this fall. Well, oh, good yeah. for Mark. Yeah. Good for him. It's 756 <laughs> with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next, we'll hear from Tom Brady in the 102 Second Sports on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Billy Idol. We're back, Steve and Dave, in Rock 102. It's going to be nice today. Pretty much nice all weekend today, especially mid to high 80s, lots of sunshine. Are we going to do uh, Am I the A-hole? We haven't done an Am I the A-hole in a long time. All right. So well, why, then, not, why not jump right back into it? Then let's do an Am I the A-hole. A-I-T-A. A-I-T-A. Uh, am I the a-hole for suing my girlfriend after she had my 1967 Impala project taken to the scrapyard? Impala project? Yeah. What is an Impala project? Well, he's got an Impala and he's got a project that he's working yeah, he's on. Trying it. to work hmm. on his Impala. Gotcha. Uh, <clears throat> he says he'll try to keep this short, but it is kind of lengthy. So, uh, all right, we'll, we'll follow along here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a 1967 Impala four-door that I bought in February of 2019. A few months ago, I bought my first house that had a 2.5-car uh, garage. How do you get a half-car garage? Good idea. Good question. I don't know. I moved the car in and started tearing it down for a complete restoration. I had the body in one bay and the chassis in another, plus the whole garage filled with parts. About two months ago, my girlfriend came to live with me during this whole crisis, and the whole time has hated that car. She wants to park in the garage, but I have two acres of land with a lot of nice places to park under shady trees. Or hell, even the barn, if it has to be inside. I tell her, though, it's my luck, my house. I tell her, tough luck, it's my house, and it's not like I can just throw it back together real quick. Anyways, I was out of town for a couple of days on a business trip for the small local company I work for. When I got back, my girlfriend was all smiles, making me food all the time, uh -oh. doing all the chores uh -oh. and that. I thought maybe she was just happy to have me home, but then I realized I didn't see her car in its usual spot. I asked her where she parked so I could make sure I mow that area and keep it clean, and she said not to worry because she has parked in the garage. What? I asked how, and she told me to go check it out. Mm -hmm. Turns out that while I was gone, she hired some people to come over and move everything related to that car, including the drivetrain, body, chassis, and all parts, and take it to a local dump scrapyard. Uh-oh. I was absolutely dumbfounded. Ooh. I had spent over $11,000 on the car, including new parts, services, and the car itself. I told her that I was going to be taking her to court for that, and she brushed me off like I was being dramatic. I told her that it's done between us and to pack her things and get the app out. Good, good job. I admit I was really angry, but I didn't. Uh, I did end up getting a lawyer, and all I have is the receipts for all the money that I spend. And I have her on my house uh, security footage, letting the men in and watching them take it all. Uh, I think I can win. So am I the a hole for kicking her out? No, 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 absolutely not. If she didn't respect the fact yeah. that you, that 
that this is a beloved project that you have spent money and time and energy on. Mm. If she can't respect that, she can't respect anything. So, no, it, it was the right thing to tell her to go take a hike. Well, it sounds like they have communication issues anyway, because this is the kind of thing they should have talked about, and she should have said, I don't want to live in this situation any longer. It's either me or the I car. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that she's in the right by, uh, you know, you offer somebody a place to stay. Uh, you should be able to make that space yours as much as anybody else's. So, uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, but no. there are limitations to that. Hmm. I mean, if she wants to leave, like uh, you know her, uh, you know her bras on the on the on the chair, yeah. or uh, you know her or, or her uh, under things on the shower uh, the shower rod. That's one thing. But this was his car. This was this was yeah. his project, and she decides on her own without consulting him that she was going to remove it and send it to a uh, 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 to to a to a dump. No, that is way yeah. the hell out of line. Here. I like. I am a car enthusiastic person. Like, I sorry, I'm a, I love cars. Yes, right? that too. The old cars, mm-hmm. and the fact that like, I'm just glad that it wasn't me as the guy in that situation. Because mm-hmm. you know, you guys call me Kaczynski for a reason. You would have bombed her. You would have bombed her. <laughs> the house would have been gone. Man. You would have blown her up. Well, this mm-hmm. I mean, and and you can I'm sure you can imagine what a '67 uh, Impala must look like. You know, with yeah, the no, they're, they're 350 horsepower oh and the uh, L36 turbo jet V8. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she brushed he she brushed him off like that after like that's just that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. would never put up with that. That makes me boil. That makes my blood boil. Yeah, see, I, you, I can see you got like a like a, a vein popping in your forehead mm. right now. You're so in a, such a red faced tirade. Mm. Uh, he did post an update, and because he filed a police report, and he went to with the footage to the police department saying, "Hey, there's mm-hmm. these guys that took my car." Well, here's the huge update. They found my goddamn car. Good. The junkyard guys apparently were in the middle of hiding it when the police came to ask them questions. It was on a forklift, and they were going to put it on top of a pile of cars that was hidden behind more piles of cars. Why were they going to hide it? Did she tell them to hide it? Because they probably figured, hey, this car could be pretty valuable okay. if we yeah. restored it. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it was probably sure. already half done. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, some dumb broad drops this thing off uh-huh. at the junkyard. Yeah, mm. that's the way it goes. Yeah, well, they're uh, probably like, we'll take it off your hands. Well, let me ask you guys, because, I mean, I, I certainly do. Are there things that, for you, would be off limits? You know, if you if you had, like, a, a lady friend, you know, suddenly move in with you, are there things that, they, that, that cannot be removed from their house because these mm. are prized possessions? I have a cigar box that belonged to my grandfather. Very small. It's probably uh, four inches long by two and a half inches wide. Mm-hmm. It's wooden on the bottom, and yep. it's got like a uh, silver top to it with a golf ball on top of it. Very important to me since I grew up with my grandfather as my dad. My dad mm-hmm. wasn't in the picture. I've okay. said that before. So uh, it's a, a good momentum. Yes. Yeah, so one of my previous significant others wouldn't allow it anywhere in the house. I'm like, I'm just keeping it on my desk in the office. Nope. But, but that was a problem. That was a problem. And I'm like, seriously? Bit of a control freak? We're no longer together, obviously. Yes. And I still have my grandfather's prized cigar box. <laughs> and what did she got? She What'd she get? She got everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> she got the luggage and the yeah, door. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't. there's nothing really in my home. I mean... I don't really have like these uh, possessions that mean so much to me, right? That I would be upset if they were gone. Huh. I mean, I have, like, yeah, like the sentimental stuff that I've saved, 
like pictures and and sure. like stuff from my kids. Yeah, you would definitely. I would be upset if you threw that out, but if you threw away uh, something that was just clutter in my home, right? <clears throat> by all means, yeah. yeah. But the, but the the car, the project wasn't yeah. wasn't clutter. I mean, he was going to turn this into a masterpiece. Well, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Yeah. Ooh, Macklemore yeah. said that too. Mm. Yeah. It smells like R. Kelly sheets. I'm gonna have to go with Dave though. Like I like anything that has to do with my uh, Pepe, or you know, that's French Canadian for like you know your grandpa. Um, like oh, you're I, French Canadian. Yeah, I knew I didn't like Polish you. or French. Yeah. <laughs> Good combo. There you go. But, um, yeah, man. Uh, anything to have to do with my Pepe, like that's just that's I have to like. It cool. has to be mine. What about you? I have uh, three things. Uh, one, uh, my uh, enormous collection of music. <laughs> that's not going anywhere. Are these are these vinyl or a combination of vinyl, CD, whatever? Both. Yeah. Both. Cassettes I, I, even? No, not cassettes. <laughs> I, 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 tracks. I can't part with any of that stuff. Okay, all right. Uh, there's that. How heavy is all that, by the way? Just, if you had to estimate how, you know, like if you're going to move another time at some point in your life, how heavy is <clears> all of that stuff? I can't tell you how heavy it is uh, other than the fact that it's just... We're talking about you know numbers in the thousands. Okay. So it, okay. it, it, <laughs> as far as poundage, yeah. I don't even want to think of it that way. All right. Um, the other thing would be the drums. I mean, yeah. that that some point I will get rid of the drums, but that's I I, that, I haven't gotten to that point. That's where your I'm decision saying, to make. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing is, speaking of uh, of uh, of Pepe's, uh, mm-hmm. my grandfather's guitar. Mm-hmm. He wow. had a he had an acoustic guitar. Uh, I don't play it. There are no strings on it, mm-hmm. but I cannot, for the life of me, part with that guitar because right. it was my grandfather's guitar. There you go. And I still have it. In fact, it, it never sees the light of day. Mm-hmm. I don't take it out of its co- uh, out of its case, uh, uh, and, and except you know for uh, you know rare occasions when I'm moving it and just want to s- make sure it's not warped. And it's not. It's still in great shape. Yeah. But yeah, that's a that's a guitar that's maybe almost a hundred years old. Maybe you should frame wow. it and put it on the wall of your kitchen, like restaurants that have uh, famous memorabilia hanging on the walls. Yeah, you, know? you should do that. Those, those are the things that I am am I'm not ready to part with. I mean, yeah. I may at some point. I yep. mean, the, the I got to tell you, the, the music collection takes up way too much space in the house. Yeah. But what? that's something that uh, I'm not ready to to part with. We had, uh, growing up, we had like a collection of items that uh, my dad would always say, hang on to that, that's a collector's item. Mm-hmm. And it, But we had like a collector's item from every collection, but not a whole collection of anything. You know what I'm saying? Right. With that? Yeah. So we had, he had all these like, uh, he had like a Prince Albert can, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, the old sure. tobacco can yeah. uh, there. It was all the stuff that he would like uh, save from his youth. And then- Do you always he, tell that great joke? What? Do you ever have Prince Albert in the can? Better uh, let him out so he can breathe. Oh, it's like, pow. Oh, I was going to say you should get tested because uh, that's disgusting. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, have you had Prince yes, Albert yeah, in right. the can? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Uh, but he had this beer can collection of like <laughs> deformed cans. You mm-hmm. know, like the ones that like they were mislabeled sure. at the factory or the, or the, the labels was, upside down or the dent in the bottle. Oh, Some yeah. rarities uh, probably, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, he even claimed, uh, I was just telling somebody this story the other day, he even claimed that he was the one who gave Anheuser-Busch the idea for twist-off caps oh, on boy. the bottles because he thought that would be more convenient. It's and, not wrong. Uh, he wrote the Anheuser-Busch company, told them to put caps on the bottles, and within a year... Anheuser Busch started using twist off caps. Wow! So he was, uh, he felt that he was the the voice behind that idea. 
to put twist off, and, taps on the beer bottle. And he should have scored somehow monetarily. I had another significant other whose dad invented, he claims, the dimmer switch Ooh. while he was working for a company that benefited from it. But since, I don't know, whatever contract. Or- Actually, he created a dim wit for enough to be married to you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dim bulbs in the family. I didn't say it was a marriage. I said well, it was a significant, significant other. other. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so he <laughs> never he never benefited from the dim. Well, I made a lot of them. He never benefited. From- <laughs> <laughs> he never benefited from the dimmer switch, even though it was his idea. Again, according to him. How about that? I had an uncle that sold, uh, he sold the patent to his diaper sewing machine. To J- he sold it to Johnson & Johnson. Hmm. Which one was he? He was Johnson. No, he sold it to <laughs> Johnson & Johnson. Okay. Uh, for like two or $300,000 mm-hmm. that he wow. sold the, uh, the patent right for it. The uh, guy lived well. For the rest of his life, off that money. I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll give you a little Baxendale history. Do you realize that a Baxendale was the one that invented the steel shanked shoe? Really? What yes. Is, what is a steel shanked shoe? Well, maybe a, like a steel toe shoe. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, it's the uh, basically this the the precursor to the st- the, t- the steel tip shoe. Okay. Anyway, this guy made a fortune. Right? Had no kids. Had a wife, but they they bought an island off Cape Cod. Uh, Amrita Island, and mm-hmm. they had, and they were like these, you know, big phonies that like to have mm-hmm. to hang out and throw parties with intellectuals and rich yeah. people. And they had a good deal of money and this island. Well, go for a, go ahead a, a few uh, dozen years. The guy and his wife die, and they leave this island to Harvard University. Wow. Okay, that's a pretty decent school, right? Decent. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, apparently, there is a scholarship. Uh, a name-based scholarship hmm. for anyone by the name of Baxendale or Hudson, which was his wife's maiden name, huh. where they can go to Harvard for free. Wow. Now, here's the catch. Yes. There has never been a Baxendale smart enough to go to Harvard <laughs> University. And if they were, they'd get the full ride? I believe that. Huh. Or they'd my, get under, in. my understanding, no, it's not just a, an application. My understanding is there is a uh, there is a scholarship for that name, and based s- upon the guy that invented the steel shank shoe. And since oh. you have only daughters, it ain't going to happen, which is sad, right? Because they'll marry somebody else, right? Yeah, but the names are Baxendale now. I know, but well, so uh, yeah, they could, but they've already gone through college, right? Is that's that's my point. I have two in college. One is on the way. Ah, is well, there someone named Hudson. You know? Well, I mean, they they are their their birth certificates say Baxendale, right? I know that, but they're not. But they're Harvard educated. They're gone. They've done their college. Other is what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, maybe their kids could. Uh, you know, they, as long as they could prove that they are in fact in the Baxendale lineage. Oh, even if they take another name and mm-hmm. okay, well, right, I don't know. Well, I don't know the stipulations okay, here. I just I'm right. just telling you that the one Baxendale is worth a damn uh, in in all of history. Yeah, you know, has set up this family. Nice. We're filled with stupid people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I had a grandfather who went to Ohio Wesleyan University. Uh-huh. And uh, that's similar. Like, you can get in there because of your last name, but uh, nobody's ever been smart enough that, to go. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, that's Ohio Wesleyan. What yeah. is that telling you? I know. I know. Is that even a good school? I don't it, even know. It's, it's, it's no hard. Yeah. <laughs> he, was like a, he was like a football basket. He was like a Bo Diddley. 
of uh, of the Ohio Wesleyan sports. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Yeah. Bo Diddley was the... the music. Oh, that's right. right. It was, yeah. I, I keep it up mixing it up with the commercial. Yes. Uh, Bo knows sports. Bo, and, uh, Bo, 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 you don't know Diddley. Yes. Bo Diddley yeah, that's right. Thing. It's 825 with Back Steve and Dave. I don't know, too. You know, if you ever miss any part of the Back Steve and Dave show, check out the Daily Podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, and also on rock102.com. And if you are so inclined, Baxi's musical podcast this week, a lot going on there. Earlier this week, uh, I posted an interview with Roddy Bottom for Faith No More, uh, and the interview with Wendy Dio, the widow of Ronnie James Dio, that's available. And on Monday, I'm doing an interview with Dave Faulkner from the band Hoodoo Gurus out of Australia. Great, great band. One of the most criminally underrated power pop bands of all time. In fact, they they recorded one of my all-time favorite songs, and Dave and I will get a chance to uh, discuss that. You'll hear that Monday on rock102.com. Coming up next in the news, we'll tell you why there's a shortage of peanut butter and who is to blame. Straight ahead on Rock 102. The Free Music Friday concert. 831. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Last hour, I talked about a couple of different votes of interest locally, and we were discussing the one in Chicopee that would allow another truck stop near the 291 Mass Turnpike interchange. I said that there were two votes of interest. I never got to the other story because we were talking about something else. Here's the other one. In Westfield, the Board of Health voted earlier this week to declare the Twiss Street Transfer Station as surplus property so that the city council can later call a vote to move control of that trash facility from the health department to the Department of Works. The transfer station at 57 Twist Street on the city's north side accepts drop-offs of household trash and recycling items by Westfield residents who have purchased a $25 annual permit sticker. I thought Westfield Refuse is what the river was for. Oh, yeah, that's what most of the companies do. Dumping their <laughs> ink in there. Yeah. That transfer station also accepts several items not covered by the city's curbside waste service, which includes light bulbs, oil, small appliances, electronics, scrap metal, and yard waste. And it looks like that particular transfer station will be transferred from the health department to the Department of Public Works. Project Rescue is working in Springfield. Police making several arrests earlier this week in high crime areas. And Mayor Dom Sarno, along with Police Superintendent Cheryl Claprood, announcing the results of Project Rescue, targeting unlawful guns, drugs, and prostitution activity in and around the High and School Street areas and Main Street in the South End. Um... I saw like a bunch of uh, mug shots. Is that from that story? Yeah, yeah, bunch of bunch yeah, of people like all arrested. Fifteen of them. Yeah, there were those uh, prostitutes or uh, gun wielding criminals. Yeah, they were mostly dudes, actually. Drug addled. Well, I, I, I don't judge a book by its cover. I mean, okay. to me, it's like uh, school picture day over yeah, there. So it's right. uh, I try not to judge. And we could have a little game where we could try and determine what their indiscretion was based on what they look like again that would be uh, that would be judging a book by its cover i suppose you're right well they have like a little slideshow here on 22 of uh, of all the people that were arrested it's quite quite nice yeah again it's uh are any of those suitable for framing i mean can you do you have to buy the whole package or can you get like individual wallet sizes 
Uh, I believe you can get wallet size photos of these. This is how you get your next passport photo, too. Nice. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never be able to use it to go anywhere, but you can have it. That's right. In Springfield, Edward Eckert, a former Holyoke DPD, DPW worker, pleading not guilty to motor vehicle homicide yesterday. This in connection with a fatal crash that took the life of a 37-year-old woman back in February. He was driving his SUV when he struck Nicole Winchowski as she and her boyfriend were walking along South Street on a rainy night. She died, the boyfriend survived, and the 64-year-old Eckert, the former Holyoke DPW worker, now faces the music. Also facing music, a Springfield woman pleading guilty in Boston to her role in a large drug trafficking conspiracy to distribute heroin and crack cocaine across Western Mass and into Vermont. According to a news release sent to 22 News, Nia Dinsey, a.k.a. Nia Moore Bush, pleading guilty to a bunch of charges. I need a more Bush right now. Come over here. <laughs> Some people f- prefer much less. Oh, you look a beautiful in that sundress you got on today. <laughs> Show me Nia Moore Bush. Her name, by the way, hyphenated, Moore Bush. Did you see the story? Uh, I don't know if you did. Uh, this Massachusetts guy that was arrested in uh, Bloomfield Township, Michigan. No. This is a banana story. Massachusetts man sentenced to nearly 11 years in prison on Tuesday for driving his Mercedes-Benz all the way out to Michigan mm-hmm. to try to kidnap his former girlfriend who he hadn't seen in 20 years. Hmm. What the Wow. Heck? Oh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. It must. This must be a hell of a good-looking woman. He's a bad breaker-upper. He's a very bad breaker-upper. This is a guy that's held that grudge for 20 years. Tracked her down and went out there with with a set of uh, brass knuckles, zip ties, a stun gun, duct tape, and a whole bunch of other stuff uh, found in a Louis Vuitton bag. No chloroform. Louis Vuitton, oh my God. That's a, that's a wealthy guy, too, with the Louis Vuitton and well, that, a Mercedes. Yeah, Mercedes. And a, and a Mercedes. Yeah. So he's doing pretty well, mm-hmm. but you know, for whatever reason, he was never able to shake that poor woman. Mm. Well, and now he's caught. And going to prison ah, for the next uh, 11 years. That's too bad. 11 more years until he sees her again. Maybe she'll have the Mercedes. Who knows? <laughs> it, it may be impounded by then. No, we'll not we'll find out. Maybe he can have a cell next to more Bush in prison and... <laughs> He can forget about that think, lady I, in Michigan. I think for a while he may be in somewhat I, uh, away, away from the general yeah, population. I don't Love think he needs any more Bush. Mm. He doesn't need any more Bush. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, twenty years is a long time to wait. I mean, it's, it's, it only, is. it's like I can't uh, imagine any uh, former girlfriend I used to see, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in high school that I'd want to go and. I mean, there's a reason we're not seeing each other anymore. Yeah, because yeah. she didn't like you. and I Or I didn't like her. Right. Yeah. You know, there's that possibility, too. But if I abduct her, maybe she will come to her senses and fall in love again. I doubt that. Mm. 
tend to doubt that. Maybe he spent those 20 mm. years saving up the money to get the Mercedes Louis Vuitton bag and all the stuff to kidnap her. Yeah, maybe he wasn't wealthy when they first knew each other. He was trying to impress her. You're right. Yeah. Good point. Look at me now. Yes. Huh? yes. You kicked me to the curb when I was driving a Pinto, mm-hmm. and now I got a Mercedes and a car full of chloroform. Mm-hmm. And a Louis Vuitton, a Louis Vuitton bag. By yeah. the way, to pay no attention to the brass knuckles and zip ties. Well, that's my uh, that's my promise ring, mm-hmm. is the brass knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> We had a shooting in Greenfield yesterday afternoon. One person injured. Greenfield police saying they got calls around 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon for the shooting near Energy Park on Miles Street. One person suffering a minor injury. Investigators arrested the alleged shooter, but they're working to identify other people who are with the suspect. Those people are seen in a photo that you can check out online. And it's a pretty good photograph, too. Not as good as the James Webb telescope pictures from outer space, but not bad. All right. Peanut butter in short supply here in Massachusetts and elsewhere. Maybe you've noticed. Uh, no, because I went to, you know, we, we stocked up months ago. Well, this is why it's in short supply. According to this report, J.M. Smucker voluntarily recalled about 50 types of creamy, crunchy, and natural peanut butters due to potential salmonella contamination. That was months ago. And so people who liked that brand of peanut butter stocked up on all the other brands of peanut butter, which then caused a shortage of all those peanut butters nationwide. Nah, it's just peanut butter. No, it's important to some people. As a result, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control having to issue the warning about the J.M. Smucker products, if you still had them, if you prefer Jif and Peter Pan and other ones, you're probably finding a shortage of that as well. We uh, we're all jacked up with uh, with Skippy in the house, just in case. We do we do sun butter now. Yeah. Sun butter. Mean Steve. Yeah, uh, T- uh, Kaczynski over here was telling me how he used to bloat up the cafeteria with all, all kinds of sandwiches, and uh, if you didn't have enough money to buy your lunch, you'd get a sun butter and jelly sandwich, mm-hmm. or they, so because they can't have the nut allergy kids. Oh yeah, right. Uh, you know, every girl I dated in high school had a nut allergy. I don't know. She couldn't touch the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. Never, tell, never wanted man. to touch What's nuts. Uh, but, um, but yeah, the, the sun butter is actually pretty good. It's sunflower seeds huh. uh, turned into, it's like the peanut butter version. I guess you can make butter out of any nut. Yes. Yes, you can. Yes. A cashew nut, a peanut, peanut. Uh, almond nut. Uh, macadamia nut. That's the one that drove my mama crazy. Uh, <laughs> pine nut, which is the name of a town. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tahiti is the sesame seeds. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, it is good. See, there's all kinds of butter. I know. Pistachio it's butter. Really? That's some good stuff. Really? It's oh, got to yeah. be expensive, though, because pistachios yeah, well, themselves are very pricey. Sun butter is expensive if you buy it in like a big wire or a stop and shop, but if you go to uh, uh, Ocean State Job Lot, where they have all mm-hmm. the top quality products there, sure. oh, yeah. uh, you can get... Uh, I believe it's the Teddy Peanut Butter Company. Uh, they have the they have sun butter with with chocolate in it. Ooh, no kidding! Yeah, yeah, it's really but good. That's delicious. Listen, I could I could tell you all day long about these snacks I got at my. Oh, house. could you? You ever hear about goldfish? Have I ever told you about goldfish crackers? Uh, I have had my experience with goldfish crackers. What about them? Smiles back. The pizza flavored ones are good. Mm. Mm. Yeah, dude, I've tried those. Yeah, before. those are awesome. Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah. I mean, to me, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a far knockoff from say like a good old fashioned cheese nip. Mm. Cheese nip, cheese nip, or cheese its. I take either one. 
Sunday is World Emoji Day, and according to Emojipedia, there are 31 new emojis that could be approved and would hit your phones next year. Some of them include the pink heart emoji. Okay. Mm-hmm. The donkey emoji. Oh, that would be good. And other animals, including a moose, a goose, a blackbird, and a jellyfish. The shaking face emoji, which is supposed to mean what? Anyone? Bueller? What's the shaking face emoji? Quivering face. Like shaking my head? You're shocked by ah, something. Gotcha. The wireless or Wi-Fi emoji. And the high five emoji. Which is actually two emojis. One of a palm facing right. One of a palm facing left. Together, a high five. You know, beyond the uh, the big uh, eggplant and that splash emoji, I hardly ever use them anymore. Or the no. peach. You don't use the peach. <laughs> oh well, yeah, you do. Yeah, the yeah. peach too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like the donkey could be useful though. You know, like, the donkey emoji. Yeah. How so? Because like, if someone says something stupid, you just repeat it back with the donkey emoji. Like. Yeah, like <clears throat> you're an ass. You're an ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wish I had access to that right now. <laughs> what about a burrow? Uh, emoji. <laughs> it's, it's how do you distinguish that from a donkey? That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Like, how do you know that any of these emojis are what they appear to be? Yeah, well, m- maybe you need an Hispanic emoji, and that would be the burro, which would be the Hispanic version of the donkey. Listen right? to you be, uh, listen to you culturally. I'm just uh, yeah, taking, little, taking a stab. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I like got a, nothing. Cultural appropriation over there. It's 843 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. The Make This the Summer event is... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.50. We're back, Steve and Dave, in Rock 102. Going to have nice weather today and pretty much throughout the weekend. Um, What was I going to... Oh, yeah, I was just reading a, uh, this thing about... Uh, remember that song, Runaway Train, by Soul Asylum? Yes. And they had all the missing kids on it? Yeah. Uh, at least 26 of the 36 missing children featured in the three music videos because they had a rotating one. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the same one yeah. every time you saw it. Have been found. Most recently, the remains of Adriana Brown, or Bowman, no, I'm sorry, were f- identified in 2020, 31 years after she was reported missing. How? What? What's the number? How many of the... 26 of the 36 missing kids in that video were found. Nice. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well... Wow. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's not other because, than discovering the remains of the person uh, but two it, years but ago. But at least they were found. There these was are, closure. These to, were all cold cases at one point or you know, yeah. you know a lot of questions of what was going on yeah wow. that was a that was pretty i remember that being a pretty popular toe tap and ditty when i was in high school mm-hmm. they played here in western mass i think last year soul asylum yes place in ludlow i think yeah. they played a place in ludlow yes uh no they played the uh oh man what the hell is the name of the place the uh, the john boyle club yes that's they it. played yeah. the boyle that's yeah. really yeah yes. soul that. asylum they had to be put on a poster as a missing child because mm. nobody had seen them in 15 <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> years. I actually I saw, I saw them in college because they were originally from Minis- yeah. uh, Minneapolis. I actually interviewed Dave Perner, Perner yeah. the lead guy, when I was over on Laser doing mornings, and he, he was good. He was yeah. fun. He was an interesting interview. Yeah, he yeah. was on a runaway train. Mm-hmm. How nice. about that? Yeah, yeah no, they're coming back. They were from uh, from Minnesota, and, mm-hmm. and they played on uh, on the campus before they were. I mean, they had a couple of records, but yep. before they had hits. Yep, so that was that was very cool. Yeah, well, yeah, you got yeah. these, uh, you know, uh, so much from milk cartons. Milk cartons didn't do anything. All it took Soul Asylum to come along <laughs> yeah, and save everybody. Right. You know, police all across the country could never could never find any of these missing people, but one video, and that's all it really took. Well, like most of those shows, like, remember America's Most Wanted? 
Yeah. That mm-hmm. came out because of... Uh, of uh, John, Adam, John Walsh. John Walsh, but Adam Walsh had been killed, and that was, like, he was, like, hell-bent on this thing. And then all of a sudden, within, like, the 90s, things started to become more of a entertainment feature than it was about uh, the the that actual was, catching of the criminal. That was always the knock on John Walsh, yeah. is that, you know, suddenly, you know, he was becoming more and more of a celebrity and yeah. there were people who were accusing him of being more right interested in his fame rather than about the the original uh you know message of the show i'm not sure i completely buy that yeah i mean the guy had lost his son for crying out loud and and, and found hundreds of people as a result yeah, of that and, TV that, show and, that, and that's efforts. what i mean i mean you have to like uh you separate because again you're only seeing one aspect of it when you watch the show you're not yeah. seeing all the pain and torment this guy has gone through his entire life because he lost his kid well you know how fans can be yeah they make a lot of assumptions about things a lot of them they do don't they yes they yeah. do but uh that but now now it's like uh, they have these there's this there's a show on like Sunday mornings called Missing and then they, <laughs> it's it's like these people it's it's on like I think it's on channel 40 it's like five o'clock in the morning it's one of those public service shows mm-hmm. that they have to run right and it's like uh it, it it has this like singing voice to it missing and then they they show like god uh, awful. this little girl creepy. was missing from her backyard in uh, Columbus Ohio last weekend that's nightmare fuel. Just like five in the morning, you just hear Missy. Ooh, just like, yeah. You got a good voice there. Krasinski. Yeah. You ever, ever been in a boys' choir? No. Can you sing? Do you have a band? Do you have a musical instrument you play or anything you like know, that? No, I've always like thought about getting into music, but I just I never really had the time. I was I used to play the piano when I was a kid. I haven't really played in a very long time. Yeah. Speaking of uh nightmare fuel, you topped me <laughs> off with super premium this week, so thank you very much. Of course, man. <laughs> I'm gonna have lots of nightmares this week. And that's just you, bro. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, you, and that's just one. the first of his two weeks that's here the on the first show. Of, oh, yes. Yeah. Wow. They better pray on Sunday, man. <laughs> oh, they will. They trust <laughs> okay. me. We all will, really. No, I'm yeah. talking about you three. You guys better pray. <laughs> We should pray. We oh, should pray very I've well. Been praying for months, Steve. Yeah. By the for way, months. you know Mike Tyson only got fifty grand from Nintendo for Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Is that a fact? Yeah, oh. only fifty grand. How about that? And imagine that he probably put it all up his nose too, or uh, punched, or, punched, or, punched it back into Robin Gibbons' nose. Yeah, I don't know. He's going to pay for the, his defense. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody needed nose reconstruction after I was done with her. Well, he was a weed guy. He's always been a weed guy, not a mm. coke guy, right? Well, yeah, I think right. there, I think there was a period of time where he didn't really care right. what was going into inside of him. Probably I right. think he was looking just to kind of you know self medicate for mm. a long, long time. I yes. think he makes his edibles now, yeah. edible gun- gummies. Yeah, yeah. You know, now you know, he used to be like the most frightening guy in the world. Now he's like a public treasure. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's like a like a national hero. Everyone loves. Him. Who doesn't like Mike Tyson? Yes, his face tattoo has gone from scary to charming. All it, of a it is. You know, in a way, it's like, oh, that's very nice. Mm-hmm. It's his signature. Mm-hmm. It is now. Yeah, it didn't used to be. No, See, he had to, to get away from that stuff. <laughs> no, his signature used to be knocking Marvis Frazier down in thirty-eight seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Robin Gibbons and, right. in two. <laughs> <laughs> it's eight fifty-seven. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock One Hundred Two. Rock One Hundred Two and the Tommy Car 